Welcome all you Plus 2 Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV Snowhole shouting at his laptop. And before we get to our very special episode with Will at KatsuCon, I have to tell you about some upcoming shows. This very weekend, that's April 29th on Saturday, we will be at the Castle Point Anime Convention that is located at 1 Castle Point Terrace in the Howl Building in Hoboken, New Jersey. So please come to the Stevens Institute of Technology in Hoboken and come see some plus two comedy. We will be doing stand-up comedy along with Game the Gamer and an episode of this very podcast. So please come out and see us at Castle Point. But if you can't, then please come see us at ZenkaiCon. We will be at ZenkaiCon on April 30th. That's the Sunday only for Cosplay Pro Wrestling. So please come out and support us. That's going to be at the Lancaster County Convention Center in Lancaster, PA. Check out ZenkaiCon.com for more information. We're also happy to say that we are going to PotterCon Philly. Check us out on May 14th. That is at the TLA. That's 334 South Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is a 21-plus Harry Potter convention, and we will be hosting the sorting ceremony. So, are you a brave Gryffindor? Are you a smart Ravenclaw? Are you an awesome, incompetent Hufflepuff like the rest of Plus Two Comedy? Find out. Check out PotterCon Philly's Facebook page for more information. We're also happy to be returning to Nauticon. Nauticon is May 19th to the 21st in Provincetown, Massachusetts. It's not a con like any other. Get it? It's also nautical. It's with water. It's a great con. This one's also 21 plus. So please come out, hang out with us. We're not sure what we're doing yet other than having a blast. So please come check out Nauticon. Now, this is a very special episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast in that, well, I'm not there. This is Will, on his own, going to Nauticon and interviewing cosplayers as he sees fit. So, there's that. I want you to check that out. It's it's very interesting. It's also um, not safe for work because uh, I wasn't there to supervise, and Will likes to act up for company, so... That's, it's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, also, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by... Hey, baby, are you a beaver? Cause damn... <laughs> Tired of the weekly creep fest that you call a love life? Girl, let's switch out those zeros and get you a hero. Visit 5starpsychic.com today. Get a tarot reading. Find out when Mr. Right is coming your way. Five Star Psychic has thousands of satisfied clients. Become one today. They offer spiritual work too, so you can remove that idiot magnet stuck to your forehead. Visit fivestarpsychic.com. Read their reviews, order online fast, simple, and accurate. That's the number five, starpsychic.com. Put some magic in your life.
Don't worry, I am as unprepared as you are. <laughs> Actually, good. Then we're all on the same footing. That's our normally thing. our podcast is normally two dudes. Uh, our other guy Noah Hulahan is the interview guy, and I t- try to distract him. Uh, and so now I'm in charge of interviewing, and it's not going to go well. It sounds like Noah's revenge. <laughs> yeah, it's a well. This weekend is Katsukon is always his birthday weekend, mm-hmm. and so I never go to his birthday because I'm here. So I think happy he's birthday to Noah! Punishing me. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Noah! All right, so I am here with Orla and Tony Shaw. Cool, and uh, you guys are just like I was gonna say casual cosplayers. That sounds insulting. Yeah. Well, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. I'm a filthy casual. Yeah, because yeah. okay. like there's people who do it for you know living or and such, and we do it for fun. Yeah, so, well, that's yeah. I've I tried to line up people who because you guys are a little more prominent. In like the community, I, like what? I see you all around. In, in People the, know you in the casual community. <laughs> People know us. That this needs to stop right now. <laughs> I don't know if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> Call me. Call me. <laughs> he was asking his meat that question as I interview. It's, it's bourbon, but yes, cosplayers on an audio podcast. Is it bourbon? Straight bourbon. I thought it was meat. It's, it's oh. the Booker. Oh. No, the meat's over there. It's okay. the Booker. The bourbon. He pointed to his tummy. He's not lying as it was breakfast. Um, <laughs> it's got honey. That's a very breakfasty yes. thing. Very good. Very sweet. So, yeah, it's Booker's, which I really want to get a photo shoot with a ton of different Booker DeWitt cosplayers all around. Oh, nice. Yes, <laughs> I actually perfect. got him a little Booker pop to sit on top of his Booker box. Of his <laughs> it comes in like a wood box. It's fantastic. Gorgeous, yeah. yeah, Noah got obsessed with, uh, uh, I forget the name of it, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. And uh, he got to the point where if you flipped a coin at him and said Booker Catch, he'd freak out. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. If you cosplay that, it also becomes a pain because you actually <laughs> start to get pelted with loose change. Uh, is it at least like quarters? No. Uh, see, that's not worth it. Uh, I, did, yeah, I did a photo shoot with him and, and our friend um, and as Booker and Elizabeth. I, I should repost that because I've, I've gotten a lot... A bigger audience on my social networking profile. Yeah, do you guys have cosplay pages? Yes, I do. Well, he doesn't. I do. I, the only Facebook page I have is just my page. It's, it's not really. Mine else? is mine is Orla Rose um, dash artist because I mean it started out as cosplay, but I realized I'm a photographer. I'm a graphic designer. I do. I, yeah. Do you? So. I actually that was something I wanted to ask because I know you don't. Do you sell stuff at conventions? Um, I actually work for the Timeless Trends Corsets booth, so I'm, I'm basically a saleswoman for them. Um, I've sold uh, art in the past at Katsu, or not Katsuka, Otakon, because they have this auction where anyone can sell mm-hmm. anything. So I did pretty well. I, I used to sell like um, Doctor Who fan art, which was really popular. I sold quite a few clocks with uh, all the doctors around it as the time. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I sold, sold some art. Let me tell you how awesome her skills are. So the thing is, the real thing for me is I don't have to be prepared at all. She'll just fix anything in postdoc. It's it's amazing because she'll just sit there and be like, nope, your hand's wrong. And 15, 20 minutes later, somehow my hand is completely different. And she'll do this. She'll be like, nope, here. Nope, that's loose. I think you need blue eyes in this. And for some reason, it just works. Oh, my Photoshop skills, yeah. I have to swap our eyes because I'm Emma Swan and you're Captain Hook, and she is brown eyes and yep. he has blue eyes. I'll, I'll swap. I them think because I, I know a couple 
cosplay photographers, and that seems to be the most important skill. And I think it's because working with cosplayers is such a pain in the ass, it's better just to change them in post. Well, not only that, it's one of those things <laughs> well, where... Well, I feel <laughs> it, was direct, it was directed at you. He's not wrong. <laughs> the thing, too, is, like, when, when you have a, a um, what do you call it, like a costume and a character, you want it to look super realistic. You don't mm-hmm. want it to... Like you're a journalist and you're capturing the raw person, <laughs> you want to capture the hyper realism of that character, and so Photoshop is like unnecessary skill for any cosplay photography because you really want to pump up. Yeah, all if you're the, doing it like a cartoon character. You yeah, can, you want to pump up the colors, you want to pump up the details, all the all the crazy stuff, and fix any little stray things that make it look too real. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Fix it." She was also very exacting. Like, I can't tell you how many times I had to mimic throwing a coin yep. in that one photo shoot. Because <laughs> apparently direction. every time I got it wrong, even though I was actually throwing a coin. I'm like, you got to stop throwing the coin and just pretend like you're going to. It's it's a whole thing where it's like doing don't actually some throw certain, the coin in yeah, your certain hand. Certain actions don't, don't carry across in, in photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, like, do something really random that, like, feels wrong. But it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, like stage acting. Yeah, stage it's acting. Just over the top. And yeah. like, this isn't how anyone acts. Oh, exactly. But, and I'm never over the top. Did <laughs> <laughs> you write, yeah, I know you guys said you're Captain Hook. Yes. And that's from Once Upon a Time? Yes. Yeah, that yes. version of Killian Jones. I never saw it. No, I it happened. It's, it's basically, he describes it as it's the perfect description. It is a Disney princess soap opera. So it is sort of a soap opera with Disney princesses but I, I also it's think it's like a family soap opera it's really yeah. <laughs> it's really fun to just have in the background as i'm not paying attention to it and just doing stuff because it's like you know that everybody's going to be happy in the end and it's, it's a little adventure fan fiction right yes it's, it's very, very fan heavy on who, want, who oh, hooks up with who yeah it's extremely that, but... <laughs> it is it is fan fiction the show just <laughs> so, fan fiction but show. i yeah. will say the costumes are so beautiful that uh, that's why yeah it almost seems like they they made it for cosplay yeah they did they really did these will look good they're not impossible to do yeah, exactly. they know their audience though. they do yeah. they Hold know on. their audience who do people like ah, Wicked Witch of the West bam Wicked Witch of the West there we go new plot line <laughs> I've seen that because I, I 100% feel Overwatch is like considers their cosplayers when they make oh, new yeah. skins when they design characters mm-hmm. like we'll cover a bunch of I'm races not... body types we'll get everything in so I will say though I'm like when they made Widowmaker, I'm like, oh, really? I mean, having the V down there is such a hard costume to make. They, they have multiple skins, too. Yes, which is, yeah. which is good, because some be of those skins are so cool. <laughs> or have the Russian hats. Um, yeah. But I also think, I mean, there are so many cosplays of Overwatch, too. and They, mm-hmm. they so put cool. out the details and everything else for it, but, I mean, just the very yeah. diverse crowd they have is fantastic. I, all the gender-bent ones, all yeah. the various yeah. racial I mean, it, it's amazing. I they really the, included a lot of things. I love the fact, I don't know who made it, I don't know if they put it out. I think Blizzard might have put it out. Um, it's basically just the, I don't know, the the specs of the character. Yeah. So it's got the front, the side, the back. I think they did And they've got the that. details of the head, yeah. and then they have the color palette. I'm mm-hmm. like, this has saved everything. <laughs> I don't have to figure out, because like, in different lighting, different pictures, things look different. And I'm like, this is the exact color that it should be. Yes. Uh, I think that's <laughs> one thing is the concessions they make to their cosplayers so that we don't yes. pull our hair out. Blizzard's <laughs> <laughs> always colors. been very supportive of people oh, cosplaying yeah. their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, 
like I said, I, I'm trying to get like a cross section of all the types of people that cosplay. So when you, you sell stuff at conventions like a little bit, but you also, you said you were an artist. So do you think like, I'm, what I'm trying to see is people that can incorporate that into their professional life. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> um, uh, because I'm a graphic designer, um, I used to work for a card printing company, plastic cards, gift cards, uh, key cards, any kind of card you can think of as plastic. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, um, making fake ID cards for a bunch of my Mass Effect friends. And so it looks like a military ID, mm-hmm. but it has the Mass Effect characters and it has their specs on it. And that was fun. And that's something that you can they can use as an example for their, you know, website or whatnot. And it's something that I can, you know, show to other people. I'm like, this is what I do. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Awesome. In the meantime, no. Uh, honestly, all the skill is over. <laughs> you may not be able to see this, but I'm gesticulating towards Orla. And uh, she either drags me through or completely <laughs> makes my costume sometimes. And I'm just terrible and have no skills for this. We have some kind of job that allows you to go to conventions and stuff, though. I mean, that's not... Yeah, I, I put forth some... I, I invest, but at the same time, she's <laughs> the one who actually makes the magic happen. He, he works hard so he can get um, good amount of time off for conventions. That's not wrong. But that's that's something to, like I some of the other people like don't do anything professionally for their cosplay but they've yeah. all found jobs that allows them like, you know, just even weekends off or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is an important part of it. Yeah. And I, I've also been realizing a lot of the people I talk to are people that I've met at some point in conventions and then it makes me feel old cuz <laughs> well, you're I, ancient. I know I am cuz I met you guys even before we started Plus 2 Comedy. The year before yeah. we did it, which was like nine years. Don't say this. Don't say the year. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Actually, we met at Oticon. Yeah, we did. And we have that Oticon. That yeah. two thousand seven. Yeah, we met. We met two thousand seven, and that was probably two thousand eight. Wait, no, it seems did, like you had. We known did meet each. you that year because no, that wasn't our first. Year. No, that's right. That yeah, it seemed like it you had like known each other more than the a day. Second yeah. year, <laughs> sweetheart. We we met on Sunday. The end that's right. Okay, so it was 2008. That's right, because we kind of barely, I may, barely. 2008. Knew so it was 2008, yeah, because you were Wolverine that year. <laughs> Our coffee is here. We have coffee yeah. and booze. Had coffee delivered by your assistant. <laughs> Our lovely assistant. But no, I mean, we, we met at Oticon, and I have no idea why she put up with me. But uh, <laughs> we continued dating. We oh, That was a weird Oticon, too. <laughs> Because, no, remember, that's where we met, what's his face? Oh, yeah, we made all so, sorts of friends. I had, like, yeah, well, I was looking for new friends, and I wanted <laughs> friends that were, you know, weird and nerdy like me, and um, I had a few friends say, hey, you should come to Otakon. I'm like, well, I'm not a big anime fan, but I'll check it out. <laughs> uh, and it, it, I was hooked ever since. I'm like, I love the people go, I love the, the costuming aspect of it, I love, um, it's so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can also just draw people in because she was dressed as Jean Grey. I was Wolverine, as you remember. And <laughs> I don't. I the aging is. <laughs> I did sort of assume. That's all right. So I didn't want to mention it. Uh, this guy walks by and he looked like James Marsden. And, and he, so I said, he "Hey, pulled up on a motorcycle too." Hey, you yeah, come here. And the guy's like, "Sure, what's up, man?" I just put these on, put sunglasses on, and said, "Now you're a Come on. Yeah, and then, yeah. We took like. 
sweating pictures, and they got a huge photo shoot going. And all these people are going up. And his girlfriend at the time, who had worked painstakingly on her outfit, like this big anime thing from uh, Fully Cooley, I think. It okay. was the girl with the guitar. and the- Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she's dressed in there with a pink wig, like, motherfucker! <laughs> I work on this for six months, and you roll up, and in five minutes you have a posse? <laughs> And we actually saw him at Dragon Con. Uh, yeah. And you two had a staring we contest. We had a staring contest across the restaurant. We're like, I know, I know him. I don't know why I know him. <laughs> it's not it a staring like contest. It's two people what? being equally creepy. Yeah, I know. They, exactly. they, they sort of scoot in like, so how do I know you? Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, shit. Because he assumes, oh, that's an ex. That's an ex I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. And I look at him like, no, no, hold on. I know, I know who this guy is. I'm also drunk off my ass. Mm-hmm. As... I normally He's am. like, this is our Cyclops. No, no. I didn't, no, mean, I didn't say that out, out right. Oh, I you said, waited no. for us to figure it out. I was like, did you go to Otakon? He's like, yeah. <laughs> did you go to Otakon 2008? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you drive a motorcycle? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> did some motherfucker walk up to you and put sunglasses on you? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> It was a great time. Like, and you have these conventions where you only see somebody once a year, mm-hmm. and you see them in a certain costume. It's very difficult to actually tell who the fuck they are in normal clothes. Or, or even yeah. know their name, which yes. is a big problem I have. Because yeah. we usually do a podcast in a, uh, live in a store, and we've started to get some cosplayers on who are mildly locally, local. Mm-hmm. And uh, I keep... Because I, I used to cosplay more before we started doing this, but... Uh, I remember. Yeah. And I would just take pictures of people, and I would bring up pictures on my phone and be like, is this you? Yeah. And like, have we met? I'm like, yeah, we've met. <laughs> that was yeah. a good idea. Oh, uh, no, I, I remember that almost. Um, <laughs> I think one tactic we had was we would just call people by the cosplay we first yes, met. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. It's usually my go-to. <laughs> yeah. I, I had your phone number for a while, and you're just Tony Stark. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I actually, yeah, I, I put him in my phone as Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I put a heart next to it. So when I when I um, pick up the the Siri and I'm like, call Tony. He goes, Colleen, Tony, Stark, heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Siri. Three. <laughs> Greater than simple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because people can completely change their, their whole appearance. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, one person at the end of convention, again, admittedly hungover and, like, just drained. Somebody walks up to me in this gigantic, floofy dress. It's like, hi, Tony, how are you? What's going on? <laughs> I missed you last night. I just, I, I know, I dipped out. Just talks for like five minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is going on? And weeks later, I'm just scrolling through one of my friend's pages. And there it is. It was her. But she had like a wig, three sets of contacts in, great makeup. And it, don't ask me how, all right? <laughs> Those were rainbow eyes, and I have not seen that set of contacts yet. <laughs> but it was it was uh, it was interesting. It's tough to keep up with people. Yeah, Mark, are you getting any of that outside noise? The vavuzelas? Is that what I that did get? Yeah, I was I worried. It sounded like Sauron was calling the Oryx to war. No, no, no. Outside. Gondor is calling was... for aid. Is that uh, well, that's a fire. I think it's the <laughs> Rohan has the horn. Yes, yeah. yes, Rohan. Yeah, then, come on, get your shit together. <laughs> but how does Rohan Typical signal Typical fake it? geek guy, you don't know yeah. anything about <laughs> She's dressing pretty. Yeah. Oh my god. 
He no one can see the middle I'm being, finger. I'm being flipped off. I gotta say, I love... He He makes friends with everybody at conventions. My favorite He's story more is... Yes, well, my, my favorite story sense. is... Don't them. I'm like calling him like, so... Hey, Your what voice you sounds handsome. No one will believe you. <laughs> that is true. That you is hush true. your face. What were you saying? <laughs> We're not going to get anything out of the rest of the time. Uh, oh, so, so I call him, like, hey, so what are you up to? And he goes, I'm having drinks with the dwarves. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. And I thought it was our, our roommate who was... Short and hairy. Well, no, she was dressed as the dwarf, and she had a, she's not short and hairy. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did glue her hair. onto her face so that she <laughs> was then hairy. But anyway, so she had a group of dwarves that she was hanging out with, and I thought he meant them. And so but this was DragonCon. Yeah, Dragon you Con. never make any assumptions of Dragon. And he's Con. like, "Yeah, I was, I was having, having drinks with the dwarves. You know, the actors who have come to Dragon." I'm like, "What? I thought you meant Lizzie." You know? <laughs> no, no. You, you also have to understand this. Like, you know, her eyes bug ashes. But dwarves from the Hobbit. I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see him. Yeah, oh, so the, I see, it's Dragon Con. So yes. you forgive me that I wasn't sure you weren't hanging out with an acting troupe of little people. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would not surprise me. You never no, know. No, no, no. Oh, with a bunch of dwarfs to drag hunt. Yeah, that don't happen. The, the yeah, mini-seven. Oh, I know. They, they only go to cats. Come on, man. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, he's like, all right, well, be cool, and I'll I'll bring you over. Be and cool. as we're on our way over. <laughs> bitch, be cool. Yeah, bitch, be cool. Not embarrass me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as he he starts walking me over to the bar, and they start walking the other way. And they're like, Jay, how's it going, Johnny? It's great to see you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? What, what just happened? <laughs> no, no, so... It's horrifying, and her face sort of like contorts a little. So the dwarves actually know my name. They go, Tony, hey, man, like huge bear hug. Mm-hmm. And, so and then, then I, start moving on. So I went up to, um, I ended up running into him later. Was at it Graham McTavish? Or it was um, Will, Will Kiernan. Yeah, it was Will Kiernan. Which dwarf is that? Um, <laughs> it was Graham and Will. <laughs> Graham McTavish is dwelling the one with the runes across his forehead. Okay. And the Warhammer. And uh, Will is the one with like the axe in his head. Yeah. Was it I'm not sure. I can't I'm sorry. Really I, that so fails many me. <laughs> um, it was even hard to keep track of them when I was reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's impossible. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I ran into them at the bar later. I'm like, how do you know my husband? And Will goes, oh, he's my best friend. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good guy. You should you should talk to him. Like, wingman me like nobody's business. But even right after that, like, it, it was worse because all of the other handlers that are running Dragon Con were hanging out with him at the time. They go, mm-hmm. <gasps> So it's like this troop of 20 people who yeah. are like, yay, hug me, and like move on. And she's I'm like, what? I missed this party. <laughs> you are never going anywhere without me again. Yeah, because he's the life of the party. If I leave, as soon as I leave, a party happens around him. <laughs> like, Sweetheart, I missed it's, all the it's fun. because you're the blitz. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> See, the plus two comedy experience is that we make friends with people with... Uh, some, some mild celebrities, mm-hmm. which is going to insult our friends now. Oh, I know. Uh, and uh, then their handlers come up while we're talking to them and say, are they bothering you? Oh. <laughs> and we go, oh, we'll leave you alone. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave them. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we had a lot of fun. Dragon yeah. Con, for us, is one of the biggest dimensions. has all the stars, and you actually get to drink with them because it's that sort of period in the production cycle. Like, all the spoilers are out. They don't have to worry about being like, oh, yeah, and then I started working with this guy halfway through the season. Not only that, I love Dragon Con because of the way they treat their fans, the way they and treat their celebrities. Their celebrities. Yeah, they, they treat it is, I've been it to Dragon is really, Con once. 
yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, everything is really well organized, and they they're the staff is delightfully helpful, and they're wonderful. And I, if you uh, badges I, are like clockwork. Yeah. Hang out, and the, there's a corner behind, it's been a while, but there's, like, that coffee shop, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a little corner behind it. Yeah. And if you want to hang out with an unnamed uh, Adult Swim voice actor, <laughs> uh, he has panic attacks when too many people talk to him, oh, so he hides no. back there. Damn it. No, 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 I no. really shouldn't have I said wish that. I, no, I, said, I <laughs> wish I knew out of his hiding place. I wish I knew it's that hiding spot. I'd be hiding there. <laughs> yeah, then you'd be hiding there together and be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I did the same thing. I, I wanted to get away from people, and I was yeah. like, what's up? Yeah. And I was like, I, do I know your voice from somewhere? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're friends with um, Mark Muir, the voice actor from Mass Effect. And it's funny because, he'll, like, he'll be hanging out with other voice actors from other things, and we'll be like, hey, Mark, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, let me introduce you to my friend so-and-so from this show. <laughs> like, hey, nice to meet you. I think he's fantastic. He's got, uh, what is it, Tiny Plastic Men? Oh, yeah, that's a hilarious that's, show. That's the one who... Yeah, Maybe. it should but be. He's, he's bloody fantastic, extremely personable, and will do whatever voicemail you want sometimes, <laughs> if you ask very nicely. Um, and the whole Commander Shepard favorite, etc. on the Citadel, yeah, that, that's happened more than once. You actually, I was in grad school, and you had him call me, and I was oh, working my did. ass off on a paper, being like, oh, everyone's a dragon con, I hate my life. Yeah, he was and, so sad, I'm like, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to have Mark call him. It was heartbreaking because I was like not in the mood to talk to him, and he, he's like, "Tony, hey man, are you?" I'm like really happy to hear from me because he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was the first I'm year. I'm mad, but I gotta go. Yeah, there was. It was great because the we met him the first year. There was a Mass Effect group that joined the parade, and it was fantastic. We made a whole bunch of friends from that initial group, and I'm not. A, there's not a whole lot of them who still do Mass Effect anymore because they've done so many other cosplays they've moved on from it but we're still friends with that core group Mm -hmm. of people because it was just it was really a lot of fun because when you're you know when when you're sitting around for a couple hours waiting for the the parade to get going Mm -hmm. you know you get to meet a lot of people and hang out and yeah, you get to admire everyone's costumes. And if you're and drinking ask, at Pulse at two a.m., oh, <laughs> oh, everything comes out. You're just like sitting there, my father never. No, no. <laughs> you get all the dark secrets from everybody. Everybody's like, no, this is this is how I am. Are the Mass Effect people friendly? Yes. yes. Oh, good lord, yes. Is they I... were they were like the most friendly cosplay group because we had shown up. Um, it was like our second year of Dragon Con, mm-hmm. and we didn't know anybody, um, and. We were dressed in Mass Effect gear, and some random person comes up and he's like, you should join our group. We're meeting here. We're going to be in the parade. We're going to do this. And we hung out with them all weekend, and it was, we made lots of friends. It was great. Yeah. I, the year I went was probably the second time I'd ever decided to cosplay anything, and me and my buddy decided to do the uh, Space Marines from Aliens. Oh, right. yeah. There's a whole group of those. Well, I didn't know that, so I went, but we... You didn't know what we were doing, so we had gotten hockey pads and added oh, okay. a little bit of warble to it. And like, yeah, yeah, they're very uh, just Really? Well, no, I no, had no. a really good experience. Oh, you joining did? The really oh, joining the, the official the one group, one you one have to be, but they appreciate like people going, yeah, yeah I'm going to be a space marine. They're like, yes! So, so like right. a Halloween costume, it was baller. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then to go down to the dragon, and we were super excited, and then we saw yeah. these guys, and we're like, never oh, mind, man. I went to walk away. And yeah, somebody grabbed us, like, are you here for the thing? like, yeah, but we don't want to ruin your guys. Oh, that's great. And they're like, no, no, you got to walk with us. Yeah, they're super friendly. And they've got, that's like, cool. spatiflage. Yeah, Somebody do. had to recreate the pattern because yeah. they lost it for whatever reason. 
Yeah, and they like they found the the specific camouflage, which I believe is swamp frog. I've researched this since. That's cool. <laughs> but no, I, I think a lot of groups are very open and welcoming. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think surprised. that's why that's why Dragon Con is so great because it's one of those one of those cons that everyone is really um, accepting of other people, even mm-hmm. the new people. Like you can have a crappy costume, and <laughs> people will still be like, "Hey, you should join our group." And so, yeah. But you, you do have somewhere in there, like, cutthroat groups. Yeah, well, that, you guys have done steampunk stuff, yes? And I don't know if yes, there's a specific that. steampunk group, but I, uh, and not to poop on, we can cut this if you don't want to poop on steampunk people, but... Uh, no, I'm okay with that. I'm, 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 I'm okay with pooping on I've, I've I'm going to, to dump uh, There was Yeah, no, I, I actually, a couple years ago, I'm like, like, I'm poop. sorry, steampunk, <laughs> but it's, you know, yeah. we've had a great time, but I think I need to I move on. I went to on. a sci-fi <laughs> convention, and I, made, I went to a hardware store, I just mm-hmm. bought a bunch of stuff and threw it together... I made like a steampunk power fist thing, mm-hmm. and I thought it looked pretty cool. And I went to the steampunk photo shoot to hang out with those guys, but I had not purchased it from like the three steampunk dealers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, did I make a mistake oh by talking God. to these people! Yeah, they're really. That's why we got out of it. It was one of those things where we we joined it initially, and when it was new, and it was a lot of fun and a lot of creativity. And then all of a sudden, everybody started. All the vendors started shipping their stuff in from China. And it's like, you it was know, mass produced. it was mass mm-hmm. produced stuff that they were, it was like, obviously it was like 50 cent stuff that we had seen on the Chinese website mm-hmm. and they were selling it for 50 bucks as yeah. though it was well, that's some amazing of the, and it wasn't. And it the was like just, Renaissance websites have started to get onto the steampunk game so you can buy yeah. like a glowy box for 20 bucks from them or at a convention it's like 120. Yeah. Like, it just, it was just, you'd think there'd be a discount for going to a convention. Almost. It was just Yeah, sad. I mean, I guess it's artisan. It was sad because we just we watched it go from a fun, creative experience with innovative people to this mass-produced, grabbing money-grabbing scheme almost, and it was just kind of disappointing. So, and then there was a lot of people we ended up meeting who was like, "You're wearing color other than brown, and yeah. your costume oh. isn't a historically accurate." No, like, there, there was one specific comment genre. that blew my mind. Yeah, it's, it's made up. Yeah. This guy looked at her necklace, which was this gorgeous Kraken, which, I mean, yeah. you know, you have the arc classic. I'm a big Kraken fan. I love Kraken. You, you said steampunk. You don't have Thulus to go for it. And, yeah. But that's the thing. He looks, he goes, huh, Kraken, that's, that's not steampunk. Like, there's nothing more steampunk. I know. No, no, but that's the other thing. He said it like he was talking about a hipster thing. I yeah. really, that's what I like. Oh, he was the same guy. Squids and oh, air balloons. That's he like, was, yeah, he was the, the same guy, the same guy at another function went on a tirade about how goths had been invading his <laughs> genre and he's talking to like three former goths. Well, I mean, well, like we're still, goths, we, we still Come do on. goth it up on, 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 on week. I mean, look what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm wearing hey, you, all you, black. Look you just look like a dance major. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't put the rest of my <laughs> she, she is the dance commander. Actually, so. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, it was it was one of those things where he just went on this tirade about how goths had been invading his beautiful genre, and me and my friend who were who were goths were like, we've been into neo Victorian wear before there was an ever a genre from it. I've collected I, I've been collecting uh, Victorian dresses since I was like sixteen, and and I just laughed at him and said, "You're a douche." <laughs> <laughs> so I had just, no like actual. It, it yeah, you know, you have no need to justify no. what you dress up as. Yeah. The correct response just, is, fuck you, dude. Yeah, it was just kind of, and we, we kept running into that guy, and then we started <laughs> running into more people like that, and it just kind of became, 
obnoxious. And I'm like, we want to get back to things that everybody is having fun, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what you're wearing as long as you're having fun. And that's why we love the cosplay communities, because it's more about having fun than it is who's better than who. So. Although those Agent Carters will cut a bitch, apparently. <laughs> Holy crap! No, we had a friend who was like, you know, picture-perfect Agent Carter. And got edged out because, like, no, you're wearing the wrong pin. Those buttons aren't perfect. <laughs> okay, look, Ron, I'm sorry. Uh, the Marvel people were a little... Some, some, some Sometimes. Certain, Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. certain people, it's not groups, it's yeah, certain people. Yeah, I think it's certain exactly. people, yeah. And they can get a lot of group thing going. It's, I know it's I, horrifying. I had a Thor for a while and I got away with stuff just because there's it's me and two other guys in the country that do male Thor. Yeah. <laughs> At the time. At the time. Now they're Yeah, it's gotten like, a little more. Yeah. Dude, there's like five down there. Because <laughs> usually, for whatever reason, the guys that usually, and I'm sure there's people who are great, but usually the guys that want to do Thor just don't want to put any work into no, it. Yeah. So it's like a Thor t-shirt and like a hammer. Like, I'm mailing this. <laughs> and there, yeah, and there are a couple just, of really good... I mailed this in. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. No, uh, I'm tall and blonde. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a few really good Thors. We know one... We have a friend who's actually... He's amazing. He's a really good Thor. And... I've probably met him. Is he on the East Coast somewhere? Yeah. Oh, well, he moved to Atlanta recently, but he well, goes to the Maryland Renaissance Festival every year. And it's really cute because he comes as Thor and kids go up to him. That's cool. Picture. And he, he actually has like a full metal Mjolnir that's difficult for people. It is it, it weighs extremely heavy. I think so I know we'll put it on the ground about. and the kids can't lift they're, it. The kids are going, <laughs> and they're like, it is Thor. It's adorable. But um, I, I did want to say something. I, I know a number of Thors specifically who have uh, speaking d- uh, speech disabilities. Really? And I think that's one of the best things about cosplay is that it brings you into being another character and mm-hmm. you don't need to ha- carry that with you, you know? You, yeah. You're more than just, oh, look, I'm, I'm disabled. Or I have, I mean, Jay Justice is another great example. Mm-hmm. But these people are being something amazing for mm-hmm. just a weekend. And it's not just a costume party, but it is a fantastic thing. Yeah, and I think people, I, uh, at Oticon this year, I was at the DC photo shoot, which is very small. Apparently, mm-hmm. people don't like DC anymore. <laughs> Sadly, their movies are just not, yeah. not well, as I, good as... Oh, I don't want to talk about Otakon moving to D.C. Because no, no, the, no. Uh, no, DC I don't movies. like that either. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, did I saw the trailer for Suicide Squad. I thought mm-hmm. it looked amazing. So I uh, ordered a bunch of stuff, because buy a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, for uh, Boomerang, Cats and Boomerang. And then the movie came out. I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. we did the photo shoot, and there was a Captain Cold there that was just a dude in like a parka with like a swerp gun. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he felt crappy. Yeah. And we everybody was so like, no, no, you got to be in these pictures. Yeah. It was really nice that's to the, see. Yeah, that's the great thing. When I was uh, um, near Comic-Con, and I have I've, I have an Assassin's Creed outfit, but it is not, I don't it's know. It's my jacket. It is, it, well, I got my own jacket this year, so I can finally do that. But I've been wearing his jacket, and I just put on a bunch of stuff that looks Assassin's Creed-esque. Mm-hmm. And um, just go for it. And people... They don't really care that I'm not a main character. They don't care that I've That's made right. up a character. Yeah. They're just Assassin's like, Creed characters it. Yeah. are my favorite thing when people are just like, oh, I'm going to be a caveman assassin. Like, you look great. Yeah, Do exactly. It, yeah. It. It's, it's really, it's really um, fun. Otakon. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think it, I think you touched on one of the big things about the cosplay community, too, just being recognized and something sharing your fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was this woman off by herself, remember, at Otakon? She was wearing that big Victorian oh, dress yeah, that was maroon. Right. And uh, she didn't 
perfectly looked the part, but I walked up to her, and everybody had been kind of like going around her. And I was like, are you that character from Magnetic Rose? <laughs> and the change in her face was amazing. She's like, yes, I am. And, I mean, it's, it's from the same director who produced, uh, Katsuhiro Tomo, he did Akira as well. Mm-hmm. But Magnetic Rose was amazing. This whole uh, set of animes, it, it's very rare. Obscure, but she picked the rarest and most obscure thing. It was like, yes, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and somebody else finding joy in that—that's yeah. that's what this is about. My my personal mission is to find every coop from a show called Megas XLR. Which <laughs> I I've considered suing for likeness. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. Off of you? Was it uh, not your biography? It's close. I actually thought there was. If like there a was no thing. attractive women and no giant robot. <laughs> So it's just well, me living in a junkyard. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, it does take place in Jersey, too. And it, yeah, it takes place in Jersey. But yeah, I find every coop I see, I walk out, I'm like, you look awesome, you're coop. That's great. The producer with the elbow from nowhere. <laughs> I, think, I think my favorite thing, too, was I was at DragonCon once, and uh, ever since I was little, I've loved Singing in the Rain. And I, I love the old musicals. And <clears throat> this girl was dressed up from one character from one minor scene in Singing in the Rain. But it's been my favorite scene. You sure they weren't just wearing a raincoat? No, it was a green flapper dress that was beaded. (laughs) And so that would have been good, though. Are you from Singing in the Rain? No, it's raining. (laughs) No, no, we've seen that and had that mistake. But But yeah, this girl had done this the, the green beaded flapper dress that I had loved since I was a little girl. I thought it was the prettiest dress in the world. And I saw her at Dragon Con, and I'm like, oh my god, I love that movie. I can't believe you picked that dress. That's my favorite <laughs> dress in the movie. And she's like, was so happy that somebody had, you know, somebody knew what she was cosplaying. Because, you know, a lot of people don't cosplay from old, old movies. M- m- musicals. You say this at the same time as they're like, 50 different people from Wizard of Oz down there. Okay, Wizard of Oz is different. Yeah. That's- that one's like, yeah. I guess it's a newer musical, but at the same time, no, it's it's actually older. But well, no, I mean they also came out wicked. Okay, else. yeah, it's it's a more. I think Wizard of Oz is a musical. There's like a song, two songs. <laughs> There's a few songs. Am I misremembering? It's basically one song throughout the it's whole. Yellow thing. Brick Road. It's Rainbow it's One. Wizard, uh, okay. And then I need a brain. All right, maybe if his I a musical. Rain, rain, you know what? Maybe there's music in this. You know what I'm thinking of Emerald City. There's not a lot of music. <laughs> no, no. That's what I'm thinking. No. It's a good show, though. But I'm, Vincent D'Onofrio. I could not figure out who that dude was. Yes. Oh my God! I'm like, it's Kingpin. Yes. You couldn't yes. recognize the Kingpin. Why don't Vincent D'Onofrio doesn't like? I don't normally recognize. Like he's not a big name. No. I mean, whoa, he's, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's not like full. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio was Thor. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, but it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of weird stuff out there, too. And I, I do think it's weird that we've all started, like, cannibalizing all the old stories. But, I mean, that's what everything's about. Like, you know, the hear with a thousand faces from Campbell. Yeah, and I do like, I know everybody's sick of remakes, but I like a retelling. Yes, oh, I do, too. And that's why, like, I like Emerald City, because it's not just yes. Wizard of Oz, it's like weird it is the dark fantasy. gritty version yeah. instead of the happy it's it's basically for people who've not only they've grown up with it but their parents have grown up mm-hmm. with this story and now it's it's more for our like our generation and even the younger generation in 
this new grittier, darker version because that's what because that's life. Because that's life now. <laughs> I'll say this: I think Luke Cage was actually just as gritty and dark as the previous one because yeah, I, I mean, it's true. much better. Don't get me wrong; I, I mean, made the best references to the. I love Luke Cage. I thought the end was just very was phoned in. I, uh, I think one of the things they did with the end was they didn't want anything to be happy or resolved because for a lot of people. I think I didn't like uh, Diamondback as a villain. I think he, he was a lot weaker than Cottonmouth was. And to go for me from the better, act, to, in my opinion, the better actor and the more interesting character to a, like a guy who, and I love a villain who's like, yeah. I'm evil. Ha ha ha. But it's not very interesting over time. Yeah. Like, no, and, and I get that too. Oh, oh, it's his brother, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole episode to prove that, and I was like, you oh. can just say it, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've accepted this. Yeah, you just, point. that's my brother, all right. Road trip, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point, I mean, it, it was true, at some point they were going to have the master from Doctor Who be the Doctor's brother. And they even, like, lampshaded later, where he says, oh, you guys were just, like, classmates, you know? Yeah. What do you think? We're secret brothers or something? <laughs> God, stop watching so much TV. <laughs> but that's one of the classic tropes, I guess. Yeah, which I don't understand. Like, I get, to me, it doesn't make a difference if, like, here's a guy who I hate. He's your brother. Oh, I still hate him. Yeah. Like, he's still a dick. doesn't change a whole lot for me. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing where it's, like, with the, the Avengers, where, um, was it? But I was saying something, and Thor's like, well, he's my brother. She goes, he killed 75 people. Well, he's adopted. You did a Loki. Yes, it oh, was the yeah. year. Oh, no. It was the no, year no. of the Lokis. Yeah, oh, well, that's no. We've we inadvertently opposite cosplay. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also the time. I, it was, I brought that to... Free comic book day too. Oh yeah, that's right. And it was terrible because the tiny children came at me and were like, "Loki!" Oh, that was the best it part. Was like, it was adorable. I couldn't believe it because um, we had actually just gone to the advanced screen of the Avengers, so the Avengers hadn't technically come out, but the the kids had seen the the Thor movie, and so they were already fans of Loki before they found found out that he's a villain layer. So I felt bad for him. Um, but it was like these triplets. And they, they, like, they come up, and the mother's like, okay, so who's that? I don't know. It's Captain America. Who's that? That's so-and-so. It's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. And it's like, who's that? Loki! I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be villainous and everything else, and these three children are hugging my legs. And <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they took my authority away from me. <laughs> um, but actually, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I got picked out of a bar. For as Tony Stark, oh, like somebody right, walked yeah. up and was like, "Hey, by the way, you look like Tony Stark." I was like, "I'm prepared to tune out the next twenty words you're going to speak because I, I've heard it all." <laughs> but the next actually, twenty words were, um, "If you would like to come to a free advanced screening of the Avengers as our Tony Stark and take pictures with kids," <laughs> and I got like, put on the cover of the Baltimore Sun. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'll totally do that. Well, was it the the internet version of it? No, no, it was wow. Print. Yeah, it was the that entertainment was, section. That was cold. <laughs> it's like, I was, it's like it, enjoying a moment. Like, well, it was garbage. But no. <laughs> but no it, I didn't other, see it. I just, I assumed it was just the... the I assumed you didn't I make print. <laughs> yeah, with this face, God, that's a face for podcasts. Um, <laughs> Wait so, a minute. 
so they uh, they did also have like a guy with Iron Man armor. But the reason I came in handy was I had you know the arc reactor, mm-hmm. everything else. Just walked up. Hey, Tony Stark. Pin says Tony Stark. Everything else. <laughs> Got a suit on. He looks approachable. And the kids are like, yay, Iron Man. They run towards the suit. And then the guy in the suit moves. Looks towards him. Run towards Tony Stark. And I'm just sitting there like, again, huddled in children. (laughs) I really don't like the way these stories end. Why do you let me do this? Because it's freaking adorable. (laughs) (laughs) All right, You were going to say something about, like, opposite cosplaying. You were Thor, though. The year absolute. Oh, the say. year, yeah. I, I think you were because there was like the the herd of the Loki's. It was funny because I like <laughs> oh, literally. Yeah. Well, first of all, two. <laughs> That's funny how I know there weren't a lot of Thors because I, I yeah. couldn't go anywhere. Herds of Loki's. Um, but the funny thing was, there was at one point, me and my one friend were trying to take pictures, and we had the we both had the biggest horns there. And every time we went to lean in, our horns went interlocking. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here I was. I actually think you heard this at one point. Oh, but I yeah, was okay. doing the nature narration. And here we have a herd of Lokis. <laughs> Observe them as they fight for dominance using their extra large horns. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean for her to hear me. <laughs> she hit me. <laughs> That's not abnormal, this relationship. I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, but yeah, we, we've had a lot of good times. <laughs> uh that's all I got. You have a, a Facebook page if you want oh, yeah. to set it before. Um, it's Orla Rose dash artist. Usually, if you type in Orla Rose uh, for Facebook, it's pretty prominent. There's a lot of Orla Roses. It's a very <laughs> common Irish name, um, but it, it you know if you Google it, it's it's pretty much comes up at the top. Um, so. And you have nothing to promote. Uh, no, yeah. I mean her. Really. <laughs> You're um, just a prop. No, I, I really yeah. am. I'm truly a prop. We but bought all his stuff. If we meet in person, sure, go ahead and friend me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, don't talk to me. Yeah. Otherwise, I hate you and go away. <laughs> all right, cool, guys. Thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> thank you. And a big thank you goes out to Tony and Orla for being part of the podcast. Uh, now, take it away, Will. We'll be talking to Alan Ride. Okay, uh, we're back, and I'm here with... Alan Ride, I'm one of the cosmic guests here for Kensington 2017. It's a pleasure to be here. You don't have to say that. It's all right. We're very. Oh, you you can say it for Kensington. Yeah. You don't have to lie. Our podcast is all right. Meaningless. Uh, uh, you are a cosplay guest. Yes. And I didn't. We've done a couple interviews, and I realized our listeners are smart enough to figure out what cosplay is. They're not all like convention nerds. And but what does a cosplay guest do? A uh, cosplay guest. Um, I do different panels. To uh, I talk about my involvement with the cosplay community. Um, I do print sales. Um, I meet different uh, people and attendees from all over. Um, I also am a performance entertainer. Do you I'm, do like entertainment at conventions? Yes, I do. Um, I work every so often with cosplay burlesque, but I'm okay. also a professional burlesque entertainer throughout the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. Nice. I think... We haven't worked with cosplay burlesque. We've worked with uh, D20 burlesque. Yeah, there um, there's different um, burlesque troops yes. throughout the country. And White Elephant. Yes, uh, they're they're very very wonderful. Actually. Yeah, they were they're the nicest people that we've gotten to work with. They were super cool. Uh, Victor, I think, was the guy we. Had oh yes, yeah, so he's a very good friend of ours. Oh nice, nice. Yeah, he's he's a super cool dude and a like really good just like entertainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I, some, one of the things we're trying to cover is uh, being able to do, because I think you're probably incorporating cosplay the most into your life, like your professional life, because mm-hmm. outside of cons, you um, do... Uh, I am a, outside of conventions, I am a costume designer by trade by hire. Um, I've supplied costumes for different entertainment companies all over the world. I, oh, um, I don't even think I knew that. That's awesome. I'm a burlesque entertainer. I'm also a children's party entertainer. So I run my own small entertainment business. Um, we do children's birthday parties. We do large events, corporate. Uh, we've even done a lot of charity visits. We've worked with foundations such as uh, Make-A-Wish, Hope for Henry, um, the Children's Hospital in D.C., and the Kids Wish Foundation up in Hagerstown, Maryland. Nice. Yeah, because I, I think it's cool that you... Your professional life is so intermingled with what I assume you love to do. <laughs> I assume you like cosplay. It is a passion of mine. <laughs> and you're uh, Dorothy right now. I realize we're yeah. interviewing really good costumers and you can't see anyone, so I apologize to everybody. Yeah, um, I picked this costume because for me, this is my first uh, convention as a official cosplay guest. Nice. And to me, this is a start of a new. And this journey. is like the cosplay convention too, so that's kind of. It's it's a start of a, a new step in something that I want to do. It's a new path. It's something I haven't done before. What what's that exact? Just being a guest at conventions. Being or? a guest at conventions. Like I've done other work, but this is the first time being accepted and recognized as a guest and helping to represent a whole community and. So Dorothy in this, the reason why I picked this costume is not only because it's portable, it's movable, but it's also because it represents a journey that I'm starting on. Oh, nice. And that it's um, really, I wouldn't be able to do this journey as well as I am right now without the help and support of friends and staff members behind me to make sure that my road is as smooth as possible. Thanks. And... And we can cut this if you want me to get into it. Uh, I'm sure you don't care. But you're obviously a man. Yeah. And you're cosplaying Dorothy, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. The first time we met was, God, like seven years ago, eight years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. And you were Scarlett O'Hare. Mm-hmm. And you were stunning. Thank you. And, and you've also done Ballroom Bell is another one I've seen uh-huh. you in. Um, I've done Prince of, I'm doing Prince of Persia this year. Okay, so you do um, male and female. I do. I do a mix. Um, it's just I got my start officially in cosplay as a Disney princess. and just Which was of, your first? Um, I would say officially it was Belle. Okay, cool. Regular Belle or... Uh, or um, it was regular Belle. Belle. And then I finally got the courage to try and make my own ballroom for the first time. And, and you did that all on your own? Yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was spot on. Like, really good. And you do the children's parties, too. Just I do. Um, I run a small business. I also have a small group of performers that work under me. Mm-hmm. So I assign certain uh, gigs and performances to them. And I usually supply them with the things that they need. I give them the coaching. And I also will tag along with them as a manager and as a host. So my job there is I get to take a bit of a break. Because <laughs> um, then they have to do the performance side. I take care of all the technical details. So I do equipment setup. I do cleanup. Um, I do all the business details and um, interactions on staff and support and customer service and boss all at the same time. That that's cool because our normally our podcast is uh, two hosts and our other guy actually was a party entertainer as well. He did 
like Spider-Man, Power Ranger, yeah. like superhero stuff. And hit the his was a lot less organized. He kind of got an address and a boombox with a CD and told to just go. Yeah, when we do our parties, we come up with a whole itinerary and a list of activities that we do. And we usually set them up. I even have them written down to the point where I know how long each activity takes. That's awesome. So I can literally plan a whole, whole hour, and I also have options. In the event, plan A doesn't work. Go to plan B, and then redirect to plan C. And then there's always, like, plan B2. Like, in the event of emergency, this is what you need to do. You know, I'll be here. And I and it's part of just being able to improvise on the spot, as well as having an extreme, unending supply of gratuitous patience. <laughs> do, do you um, advertise for your kids' parties? Like, I don't know how to get into this. As a princess? Yeah, yeah, as you as a princess. Like, I'm just curious because I like, I, have, I think I have, it's the coolest thing, but I think... I'm wondering if people are surprised by it or if they're um, chill with it or... It really varies. That's why I, I have a group that I work with now. Right. Because what I like to do nowadays is for my entertainment um, is that I like to have a group of uh, ladies that work with me so mm-hmm. that way they can take on some of those roles themselves because... Mm-hmm. For me, it's a little bit easier. I can just sleep in a little bit better. <laughs> I don't have to get up and like put on makeup. They get to, they have to do all that work. I can sleep on the couch, take my time. I can sit there and you know drink my coffee, you know, slowly while they're putting on eyelashes at like eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And and to me, it it really wasn't just about me. Being like, oh look at me, I'm so pretty. I can do this. It's also working with a bunch of talent, um, talented performers that I'm really grateful to call friends. Mm-hmm. Because it's really hard to go into business with uh, people that you consider friends. And it's also really rewarding to watch people that I've trained and started working with develop their confidence and mm-hmm. come to themselves as a performer. Because one of the people I work with, um, when Jolene, when she first started, she, she, was, she has anxiety. She was a little bit nervous. She wasn't quite sure how she was going to, to do. I kind of pushed her into it as a trial by fire (laughs) and just mercilessly thrust her into it without really caring. Um, Yes, I did that. But it was rewarding to see how despite how many like reservations she had about herself, she was actually able to carry herself very well. And it's rewarding to see over the years how she's learned and she's come to her own confidence as herself. And it's also translated into her everyday life. So not just as a performer, but in terms of at her job and dealing with other people and talking, you know, to, you know, other people that, you know, in her life, Mm -hmm. it's able to change how she's able to present herself. So it's rewarding to see that and seeing how she's, how people like that are able to take a step in being their own person. And sometimes it takes a little bit of a push. In my case, it required me like strapping them in a dress (laughs) and giving them a party bag and like glaring over their shoulder. But it, and now we just go along as friends because you know I trust her and we just have a general good time of it. Nice. So, uh, I have a question. Yes. Because I know Sci-Fi is coming out with a new cosplay show, mm-hmm. and uh, which I forget the name of. I know they just announced. I know they've been filming for a while, and I know, I'm actually I'm sure. Do you know anybody that's in it? Um, I think I might know one person. I haven't. Really been following up with sci-fi lately? Yeah, well, but <laughs> it's probably because you have taste. And that's funny. 
Um, but I am curious to see what it's like because it's always interesting to see how um, cosplay has evolved in the mainstream. Yeah, did you watch Heroes of Cosplay at all? You could be out. You could tell that show to fuck right off. That's fine by me. I would not the people in it. Just I'm sure everybody that was in it is lovely. I just I think the concept was good to start with. Um, it was one of the things. It was great in concept, but the problem is execution. Yeah. By the time we got to execution, it literally just ran screaming from the mark as fast as it could and just jumped off a cliff. And I, to me, it felt like something, which I'm not uh, big into the cosplay community, but we get to go to a lot of conventions doing stuff like this. And I started to notice stuff in the show with their editing. So I think they wanted to make it something it wasn't. Like I, There was a specific one where they were at, uh, I forget it was Emerald City Comic Con yes. or... There's quite a few, but Emerald City. But they, they had the, the cosplay competition stage, and they would cut to an audience. Or it wasn't Emerald City, because I wasn't there. I think it was New York Comic Con. But I was like, that's not the audience from the cosplay competition. That's the audience from Nathan Fillion's panel, because I was there, and I was not at a cosplay competition. And they would do these editing tricks, and I was like, you don't have to do that. It's a cool enough world on its own. But I think they wanted to make it appear like something that it wasn't. They're trying to uh, package it and appeal to the mainstream. Yeah. And it's great that cosplay is entering the mainstream and mm-hmm. become more accepted than it was, like, maybe five years ago. Yeah. But Absolutely. at the same time, I think in the process of making it mainstream, it's kind of creating this idea of elitism, mm-hmm. which I've noticed a lot of. And many people from all over the convention spectrum have broached this as a subject. Yeah, we, we I've talked a little bit about that with other people. The whole when I first started getting to it, it was it was a really welcoming community. It was a bunch of nerds like, "Hey, I like this character. You like this character. <laughs> I'm wearing this character. You're wearing this character. Great!" And even in and like you know, I would wear like a bell dress. Someone else would wear a bell dress. I would be pissed off. Like, no, mine was better. I was like, "Good, that's awesome. You're wearing a bell dress. That means there's a demand for this merchandise, which means <laughs> I can buy all this merchandise." So mine was self-centered for, like, so I could buy more merchandise because that means people want to buy it, which means there's a demand. So mine was really weird, but... Yeah, you have a, a different, you have a professional take on the cosplay community. Um, yeah, working in the field over the past couple of years, well, my, uh, I guess my view on it has slightly changed. I wouldn't say jaded. <laughs> um, it's that, like, I want to take it, I want to try with my work with the cosplay community. I want to try to change what it means to be a cosplay guest and okay. want to be more accessible and open to the community and be really friendly and welcome new people into it because and younger audiences because they're going to be people that carried on when we're all like old and I realize like I can't fit into like my courses as well as I used to. Would you ever consider is this I, I've talked to a couple people who do uh, game shows at panels and who do like kind of the professional panelists and stuff and we always feel like the celebrities at conventions are a little bit wasted, like your, your cosplay celebrities and your uh, uh, voice actors. Because usually all they'll do, the convention wants to do with them is like a Q&A. And that's great. Like, it's cool to do a Q&A, but they get a lot of the same questions all the time. And we think it would be cool to do a, like, more structured entertainment. Yeah. Um, well, Katsukon, what, I, what I'm doing, actually, is I just came back from one of the two panels I'm hosting. I did yeah, what one. are your panels? Um, I just finished one, which is a panel on crossplay makeup, and it's also makeup for performance and endurance. So basically, how do you make makeup last for eight hours while like <laughs> screaming, sweating children are running around and like jumping on you in eight degree weather? 
in like the summer. Um, so that one happened. We had a really decent turnout. Everyone seemed to like it, and I was really glad about that. I wanted to bring something that was related to me and, that's and able to help other people. people. Yeah. Um, my second panel is going to be the. 18 and Up Super Enchanting Princess Party panel. Okay. Which is going to be um, a collection of people I've worked with in the, in the, in the industry, old and new, current and retired. Um, and we're going to talk about what it means. It's kind of like a behind the scenes. We're going to talk about like what it really means. Like All those awkward questions that you never really think about while being a princess. Like, what happens if you get your period while you're in a dress? Like, what do you do? That or, is literally a conversation in our hotel so, room today. And so, so I think that's cool that you guys are addressing So that. it's just like, you know, like, how do you handle the balance of being a fictional character for hire versus, you know, we're normal people? And also, like, all the terrible clients and <laughs> grody uncles we've had over the years and all of our Awkward adventures. children questions. And, like, we talk about that because... And so it's going to be all those those questions, and we're going to talk about like some of the things that we do afterwards. Like, are you guys going to have a host, or did you say you were hosting? It? Yeah, I'm going to be hosting it. Okay. I'm bringing in a bunch of the women I've worked with over the years and um, associates and allies of mine. Okay, I just okay. even adding that kind of structure. So I don't mean to step up. Actually, I do have it right here. Um, that panel is. <laughs> let me see. Oh yeah, is going to be on Saturday of Catacomb from. 9, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. It's going to be at Live 8. This will not go up for at least a week, but, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> that's all right. I'll tell everybody. All right, thank you. <laughs> but no, I think that's really cool because even the, the q and I don't know if you've ever been to like a voice actor q and I have, actually. I th- they lack a certain structure, and it, which, like it's, again, it's cool that you just get to talk to those voice actors, but it would be cool to have an MC to kind of guide the conversation just so you can get more out of it. I think that's cool that that's what you're, seems like you're trying to drive at. Yeah, because what I've been doing is I also, like, the some of the women I've worked with in the Pride Princess industry are also convention givers. So we got together and we came up with a syllabus for our panels. What do we want to talk about? What do people want to know about most? Um, that was for our makeup panel. But then for our Princess Party panel, it's going to be, we're going to have a structure, but it's basically going to be like, like, hey, what are some of the weirdest stuff we've ever done? Like, have you ever had to change in, like, a McDonald's bathroom while, like, the janitor is trying to, like, take a look at you? So. Okay, cool. Uh, you got places to be. You're very busy. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. It's been great talking to you, and I hope your panels go awesome. Oh, thank you so uh, much. Do you have a website, Facebook page? I do, actually. Uh, name uh, your company? Yeah, my... Uh, Party company is Fairy Fantastical Parties. Um, I do custom commissions as well. Is that just a dot .com if they want to find their yeah, Facebook very, page? Yeah, it's, it's all on Facebook. I'm building pages for that. I'm also building a fan page finally. <laughs> I decided to kind of say goodbye to like my sort of secluded life and build a page. So, um, But if you look up Alan Ride on Facebook, I will pop up there and you can follow all my shenanigans and I'll build a fan page finally. I've been, I've been nagged for like years <laughs> to do that. I finally gave it. Awesome. Cool. And we'll link everything at the bottom. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Alan Ride for being on the podcast. Uh, The podcast still rolls on, though. So please enjoy this interview with David Van Tassel. Here we go. All right. We are back. I am here with David Van Tassel. 
Okay. And uh, you're cosplaying Cal Drogo right now. I feel like I should have opened it. Didn't get to it with everybody else until like halfway through, but we're on an audio podcast, or just podcast, and interviewing cosplayers, which is a very visual medium, and this is a terrible idea, but so is our podcast, so it's fine. Uh, and we met when you were Cal Drogo. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, there was a Game of Thrones photo shoot, I think it was here, actually. Yeah, it was Katsukon, like a couple two, years. three years ago. Yeah, you're doing Robert Baratheon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David uh, was cosplaying the arguably the most in shape and cut of the Game of Thrones characters, and I was argu- uh, cosplaying as the character best known for being fat. So that's, <laughs> that's my memory of that. Yeah, I've run. I think everybody I've interviewed today, I've run into previously as uh, just cosplaying similar universes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very tight knit community. Yeah, well, that's how I meet everybody, and then we get to. To do stuff like this, yeah. um, so do you? Do you get to cosplay often? Um, I do when I can. Um, past couple of years have been a little bit less crazy on the cosplay end, as um, like kind of some when I first started getting to it. I've been doing this for about four or five years now. Um, just adulting type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though last year I kind of held off on the cons and cosplaying specifically so I could prep and actually go to Dragon Con so I was kind of like saving everything I could to What did you do at Dragon Con? Uh, I just did Cow Drummer the whole entire weekend <laughs> um, and then I did like a hobo Aquaman <laughs> from the Justice League trailer and uh, ah, see now I would like to see act like an actual hobo Aquaman yeah so it's it's that one slow-mo shot where he's like drinking from a bottle and he's wearing <laughs> like I just need something lazy to wear uh, so that's what I did and I 3D printed a um, like Aquaman medallion type thing suit glued it to a belt and just kind of walked around with a flask drinking all day because that's what everyone does at Dragon Con anyway well now but now I picture like instead of the trident he has like a pool scooper and he's got like the the six pack plastic soda thing around his neck. <laughs> That's reserved for a colossal con. Okay, <laughs> lifeguard okay. Drogo with the, the, the sunblock on the nose. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand up on one of those like crow's nest type things and just kind of like sit there. Hey, no running, trident. <laughs> so, and you, I I might just be where I see you and like uh, what I get from Facebook but you you cosplay a lot of the same because I, I always see you as Drogo and I see you as uh, um, Deathstroke yeah yeah or Slade I'm sorry I, I don't like calling him Deathstroke I, I like Slade better it's a <laughs> no, cooler that's name a, um, yeah I'll be actually I'm cosplaying uh, cosplay uh, cosplaying yeah Deathstroke. I can't say cosplay today either yeah <laughs> um, it's, it's all the booze I've been consuming mm-hmm. anyway um, no I'll be, I'll be doing Deathstroke tomorrow I, I've my general philosophy behind my cosplay is, like, I love doing, like, I have, every cosplayer has this list that's never-ending, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd love to be able to start some new ones. I was working on Aquaman, um, actually, when I, I was, I was the, the Aquaman cosplayer for the Aquaman Trident on Man-at-Arms, um, so I ended up making half that cosplay, um, well, based on, like, one of the early Oh, you're, like, you're the model? Yeah, I was the guy, they, they gave me the Trident, and I was, like, slinging around, like, stabbing soda bottles and stuff. Nice, because Man-at-Arms makes uh, props, right? Or do they do uh, they do the actual weapons? They, they blacksmith actual weapons. They made That's, the Aquaman the Trident from the DCEU. Yeah, so, like, they're actually they're actually here at Catacomb, but anyway, I digress. Um, no, I... It, a lot of our listeners, I, I kind of take... I've been forgetting to explain stuff to people, because yeah. a lot of them are, like, con nerds, but a lot of them aren't. Uh-huh. Like uh, Derek Batichek, who I know is listening. Uh, 
And so I, it's cool to explain. I mean, they know what cosplay is, but I think the anything more uh, complex than that, I think they might get lost. So it's oh. fine to explain anything you want to. Cool. Well, check out Man in Arms. <laughs> Don't <show>. advertise. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, uh, nah, it's fine. Uh, They're cool. <laughs> Didn't they? They made a. Uh, Warhammer chainsaw, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I know. It's, it's down there right now. It's actually, actually has like a small chainsaw. It has a small chainsaw in it. Yeah, I saw. I saw That's the video. so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, um, so with Drogo and Deathstroke, they've kind of been um, works in progress over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, Drogo's my first one. Um, if you look at pictures of it from back then compared to now, there's definitely been a lot more additions and things added on. Well, I've learned new skills. Because there's nothing wrong with that. I think I find there's... Almost, well, there's probably more, but like two kinds of cosplayers, and there's people that will cosplay a new thing. They'll work furiously for like two months to to pound something out, wear it once or twice, and then they almost never touch it again. Mm-hmm. And then there's people I see every con who wear the same thing, but they'll they'll adjust it, they'll tweak it, they'll do a different skin from a game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's cool too because you yeah. get, like they just they want to wear that thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I fi- I figure as far as me, like I'm always I'm spending a lot of gear. I'm like. My self-employment day job type stuff, like mm-hmm. camera equipment that I spend money on. So, um, you know, when it comes to spending money on cosplay, I, I kind of aim more for, like, let me just add on some stuff or let me do a different variant in this character. Like, I'm kind of going for more of an old-school Deathstroke mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, everyone's doing Deathstroke these days, like, decked out in, like, super huge, like, plate armor and that sort of thing. Yeah, which is cool. The tack gear. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And, like, mine's going to have some tack gear on it, but it's, it's I mean, I'm carrying around a bow staff, you <laughs> know, which is the big thing. I'm adding in some chain mail. Um, Full chain and all stuff, but um, so I'm kind of go for like more of like an old school vibe. Um, we you focus on cosplay, there, everybody. Okay, it's my podcast. <laughs> Did you like uh, uh, Slade from Teen Titans? I did. I think it was a different take on the character. I but I love that. That will be my Slade forever. He's more of a criminal mastermind in this one. Um, he's reverse Batman. Yeah. Is what I realized trying to explain this to someone. He's like he's omniscient. He yeah. knows everything. He has like contingency plans. He basically runs that city. Yeah. And he's obsessed with having Robin as a uh, like an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and well, I mean, that's, that's I think that's a common thing with Deathstroke, like across the comics. And he always, I only he's, really know him from. Teen Titans and Young Justice. Okay, yeah, I would say he's like he's he's like a spectrum shift of Batman. Mm-hmm. He's not rich, but I mean, well, except for <laughs> he's not like Batman rich. All right, so he's got like he's mercenary rich, but I mean, he's also not above killing people. Like he's, he's yeah, well, reverse you know, Batman would be fine killing people. I think, but I like it because I think Batman. Like Superman, like unlike any of the big name people, have become so powerful because you know they just keep having to add they stuff have to one themselves for them to overcome Some a new threat, and then yeah. that never goes away. So now he's Batman's almost godlike yeah. too, and I love just shifting that. Now he's now that's a villain, yeah. And how do you deal with this guy that has a plan for yeah. everything? Yeah, and, and I mean he literally. He has a contingency plan to take on the entire Justice League, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, will he do it? I mean, there are even times where he's just like he's smart about it, where he's like. Yeah, and reverse Batman would be like, I don't want to wipe him out. Yeah, or like there was one issue in the New 52 where he's like, he gets into a fight with Batman. He's like, this is a bad idea right now. I should not be here. Like, Batman's going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry, is that... I said fuck twice already. Okay. Three cool. times. I just don't notice it. I was, I was going to try to be clean. Maybe film, I'll so. edit it out. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I won't. We'll see um, how I feel. But yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm doing Deathstroke, and then I'm got the throw together. I'm got a Pikachu onesie. I'm cutting the sleeves off on Sunday. <laughs> nice. Just, just to run around, just be a jackass. So. Uh, I got a. I have a buddy that does uh, 
He's not CM Pikachu. He does what's uh, Sylveon. <laughs> he does a wrestler Sylveon. So he wears like a pink speedo and the tail and the ears, and he's just yes. jacked. Yes. <laughs> I always wanted to cosplay a Pokemon, but there's like nothing out there that like really like fit me. Aside from like I have some plans one day to do like samurai armor for like all the original bug Pokemon. Nice. Um, That'd be cool. Like some like Scyther stuff, uh, like Genser and whatnot. So, um, <laughs> but that's going to require a lot more time, which I don't have in my hands right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of why I usually when I cosplay, I usually just kind of add on to them because like, oh yeah, the con's coming up. I'm spending all my money on trip and. These things are kind of small vacations for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I just I just want to have fun dressing mm-hmm. in costumes, and for some reason I can't. People won't let me leave this whole like discount Jason Momoa look. <laughs> I don't know. So, but you get. I think it's cool because the guys I see, guys and girls I see. Well, I think it's more guys usually, but they wear the same costumes mm-hmm. like con, or one or two every con. They almost get their own fame around them because like there's the dude that's Blade all yeah. the time. Or he's Blade or Morpheus. There's a uh, we passed by the Duke Nukem the Duke guy. Nukem guy. He also does the Terminator, which is on. Yeah, I've seen his Terminator. I love that. Uh, That's cool. I know there's other people. You're always Drogo. Yeah. Uh, there's a Constantine dude. You can talk. I'm all right, Uncle Iroh. Yeah, the dude. There's a dude. There's Uncle Iroh from uh, Avatar. Really? Nice. Yeah. And he has different versions, like for different cons, but he's always Iroh. And I know that guy, like not personally, but I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. So it's it's almost. It's own thing to be known as, like, the yeah. con whatever. Well, I got a, a friend of mine who's a... Oh. Hi. So at this point, uh, Will's getting thrown out of the convention because he's he broke into a room he's not supposed to be into. Uh, so I cut out all the, the arguing and, and the violence. Uh, so here's the end of that interview with David. I totally lost track of where we were, so uh, do you have a website or for your cosplay or for your, your stunt work? Um, uh, yeah, I, got, I have an Instagram for just kind of like a... I, I post a lot of just kind of my daily life type stuff, but uh, cosplay is a big part of it, so um, it's uh, at Mr. Tasselhoff. Nice. So, yeah, so Mr. M-R-T-A-S-S-E-L-L-H-O-F-F. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where I do most of my cosplay type stuff. Um, I used to have some Facebook page and stuff, but um, I've been kind of focusing on other things mm-hmm. and things have kind of shifted. So yeah. And you have any projects people should be looking out for coming out? Right now, actually, not at the moment. We had a web series come out last year, actually. Okay, um, what's that called? It's called Bad Dogs. Okay. Yeah, and so that's kind of yeah, and uh, that's that's kind of through my um, my film company, Rockstar Film Company. Uh, so we have a YouTube channel. Uh, you could uh, check us out there. We've done. And that's Rockstar Film Company. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Our symbol's like a large nautical star. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, things have been kind of ha- on hiatus as I'm kind of like prepping to move to Atlanta and yeah, yeah, doing all those other things. So um, kind of a building year right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. No problem, man. And uh, we'll see you around. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.